Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. And we have rarely strong feelings about it too, as you might learn today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there there might be some moments, y'all. There might be some moments. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino or on Instagram at Insightful Life. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and the No Guilt Travel Travel Agency. That is a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. I know everyone's really surprised to hear that, aren't you? <laughs> you can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And we know that you have a choice in your Disney podcast because there's a thousand gazillion bazillion out there. I think we were 1,000 gazillion bazillion and one when we decided to sign up and do this. But we do appreciate you hanging in there with us and tuning in every week. And please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you're listening on a platform that allows it, we would really appreciate if you leave a five-star review and give a comment if you're feeling so inclined. The more of those reviews and comments and subscriptions that we get, it lets the the podcast algorithms know that people are enjoying listening to this and it will start to suggest it to other people. So especially if you think that you've got friends or family or just strangers that you, you get to look at them and you're like, you're, you're a Disney fan. The more you subscribe and leave those reviews, uh, the more likely they'll find out about us. You know when you're standing in line at the grocery store and you overhear someone da 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 Disney and you like your head whips around and you can't help yourself and you jump in and you start talking about everything that you love about Disney? Those are the kind of people you need to tell about the podcast too, okay? Yes. So if you hear anybody (laughs) say Disney, be like, oh, have you heard about this podcast? Because I know I'm not the only one that does that, right? I mean, that's not crazy or weird or creepy or... I mean, it's all of those things, but we also do that too. (laughs) So I'm not judging. Jane might be, but... Listen, I feel like anybody who is doing that is going to do it to people who would also do it. That's really how I feel. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. So today's episode, we're doing doing a news episode, which is really weird for us because we haven't we haven't done this yet. Um, and I don't think we're going to do it all the time, but, <laughs> but when you've had a week like Disney had last week, I think you have to talk about it. I mean, just, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it has been just this wild, crazy Disney week. There were a ton of things that happened that went down. It was kind of like these dominoes that just started falling all over the place. And uh, yeah, we're going to just do a quick rundown of some of the big ones. Consider this your first No Guilt Disney News episode. Uh, we're going to talk about all the things that we learned with deep analysis on Twitter in 270 characters or less, and all the authority that comes with that knowledge. In other words, 
don't consider this heartbreaking and deeply researched <laughs> stuff. <laughs> there may be some puns. <laughs> because it ain't that, all right? That's not, we're not that kind of a show. I th- think you guys have figured that one out already. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about because I have spent hours researching this stuff on social Actually, media. Have you, spent, have you spent hours practicing your newscaster voice? <laughs> no, that's why I sound as awful as I do. <laughs> And the fact is that you joke about that, but you actually have because half of the things that went on, (laughs) I learned from you, Jane, because you were sending me texts and you were sending me screenshots and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) Okay, y'all, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. So they opened up my social media at work last week. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) So I now have communication with the outside world again, which for a long time it was like super, super lockdown. So now I'm able to break up my day and I tend to break it up a lot because I get super intense (laughs) and then I'm like okay I need a break and that's how I take my breaks I go on social so they picked a good week to do that (laughs) I did I even listen I even tweeted multiple times so much that I'm getting new followers (laughs) wait what (laughs) I'm not even kidding I think I got like 15 new followers last week I'm like, no, I'm only here like twice a year. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Let's let's keep Jane on Twitter, all right? Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, so we're going to kick this off with kind of the biggie, right? This one, at least this was the biggest one in, in my world. And I <laughs> jokingly around we're saying that once this happened, everything else just kind of fell apart. That may not be fair, but that's what we're going with. a little bit of an omen. <laughs> Right. Uh, and that big, that biggie, that big breaking news was last week when we heard that Bob Iger was leaving effective immediately and Bob Chapik is taking over. Yeah. I don't know. How do we, how do we all feel about this? Because we got the Bobs, which if you're an Office Space fan, yes, that's, that's a reference to the Bobs. Uh, we've got the Bobs and they're also both very different uh, personalities and feelings and styles and, I am definitely a big Iger fangirl and have really liked what he's done with, um, gosh, with everything that he has uh, been dealing with over the last years. And we got Chapik. Ain't so, ain't so excited about Chapik. There's a lot of reasons for that, too. So I don't know. How do you two feel? Not great, Bob. I, I don't know if we should let Teresa go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I posted on Twitter my reaction. It was a gift from Mad Men where he's like, not great, Bob. (laughs) That's how I'm feeling. (laughs) Not great, Bob. (laughs) I have very strong feelings about this, and I don't want this to turn into an explicit episode, so I'm going to try and bring them in as much as I can. But I I just think this is a bad decision, and I'm... I think is the most interesting. So I know people were saying that this had kind of probably been in the works for a while. They'd been, you know, Bob Iger had been grooming him to take over. But I don't think that's entirely true because I don't think they would have left the head of Parks and Resorts and Consumer Experiences, I think is the full title. I don't think they would have promoted him out of that position and without having somebody ready to take over if this had been planned for any sort of time. Yeah, it feels so immediate that it doesn't feel like it was planned. But again, we don't know, you know. Right? Not, yeah. There's not. This is not going to be like a head. speculation thing. Just yeah, we're, yeah. We're just saying it's it's weird. But I'm I'm not the biggest fan of his for many reasons. Um, 
And some of, of those reasons include uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's one of the guys that makes these decisions about cutting a lot of the entertainment in the parks. Yeah. So if you ever saw anything about the original plans for Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. I know they recently did introduce R2-D2 into Galaxy's Edge, but the original plans from day one, there was supposed to be a lot of droids roaming around. There's supposed to be a lot of additional entertainment as part of it. And yes, if you noticed, none of that was there on opening day and took a couple months to add it in. And I think that's I don't know. I think he's he's very much a bottom line person, which I get for the board. That's very exciting. And they want somebody like that. But it shows just a lack of understanding about the guest experience and the cast member experience. So I am I am concerned to see how that plays out running the entire organization. I have mixed feelings about it. It's not really a secret to anybody that knows me that I'm a huge Bob Iger fan. I'm Patty and I can sit and high five about Iger all day long. But the one thing that I was trying to think positively about with Chapik is it's great to have a parks guide in charge. And as much as he didn't do all the most amazing things for the parks while Chapik was in charge, at least he has that parks experience. And so we haven't had that, right? Iger was an entertainment guy and he was great and wonderful and I will miss him dearly. But I'm hoping that even with Chapik being a bottom line financial stocks guy, that he'll still come with a little bit of, hey guys, let's take care of our parks a little bit. So I'm hoping- See, that's, that's my big concern. Even though he was ahead of it, I don't consider him a parks guy. Because he also had his start in consumer products. And so I think that's why consumer products got kind of tied into the parks. Granted, like they've been doing a lot. There's been a lot more combined between the two. But he just hearing him at D23 Expo speaking the two years that I've been for the big parks panel. It just sounds like he has such disdain for the hardcore Disney fans. And I, I don't think he may have been in charge of the parks. I do not consider him a parks guy. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 definitely going to have a different feel and it's going to have a different vibe and it's going to be interesting. Now, I just want to point out Iger is not leaving like gone, gone for forever. He is now the chairman of the board, so he's still around, but it's just going to be different. It's going to be different. So with that, let the jokes roll because... <laughs> Poor Chapik. Um, a lot to deal with now. <laughs> yep, yep. As as soon as Iger left, Chapik was dealt some big blows, like right off the bat. And the first step we have to talk about is the Asian parks and how they are currently closed indefinitely due to the coronavirus. Eek, y'all. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And that's it's a it was the right decision. It was the right proper thing to do for the cast members in, in the sense of uh, their health and safety. Last I heard, they were still getting paid. But Teresa, you know a little bit more inside knowledge as to what's going on there. So Hong Kong, I have a friend who's working in Hong Kong. And I think so she's been there for it. She's on one of the contracts there. And so on uh, the end of January, when Hong Kong closed, she wrote that there, even though the parks were closed, she and some of her team members, they were still reporting to work every day. Um, and they were still getting paid. 
that had the, you know, still get to keep their jobs and having management staff give them options on how to handle the situation. So they felt this most safe and most comfortable. And she ended with saying, I cannot rave highly enough about this place. So Hong Kong is, you know, they're caring about the guests and the cast members, making sure that everyone is being safe. Um, a couple of weeks later, she wrote that she was upset that because about 50% of the people who let, went there during her contract have left, to, they've chosen to go home. So it sounds like Disney was also giving people the option if they wanted to stay and work and kind of wait it out, or if they wanted to go back to, I guess, to the United States parks, go back to Paris, depending on where they were originally coming from. Uh, they were giving them the opportunity to kind of go back to where they felt most comfortable or where they felt safest. Hmm. So it seems, it, I'm not sure because it's been over a month now that they've been closed, if they are still getting paid or if they're still just having, because I know at one point they were having to report to the park every day, um, even though they weren't working. And I know that that part, they're not, they don't have to go there every day now. So she's kind of hanging out in Hong Kong. <laughs> but it will be interesting to see if Tokyo is approaching it the same way, if they're still since this was, I think, you know, they kind of could see what was going on with the the other parks with Shanghai and Hong Kong closing first. They have a little bit different, just more knowledge about it and how they want to approach it. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a complete and total bummer for anybody that was planning to go there. I actually have a friend uh, from the Ren Disney Circles who did tra- have mm-hmm. this big, in fact, it was her uh, it was her honeymoon. Oh, that's a bummer. She, she was going there for her honeymoon. Uh, well, it's a belated honeymoon. They've been married for a couple of years, but they planned this big, huge trip to Japan. They always knew that Japan was where they wanted to have their honeymoon. And she went anyway, and she was in the air when they made that decision. <laughs> oh, that's oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which she was fine with. I mean, she uh, honestly, she had the best attitude about the entire thing. I don't want to call her out because I don't want to embarrass her or whatever, but she had a great attitude about the entire thing. If you happen to be listening, I loved it. And I hearted you all over Instagram because I was so heartbroken for you. Uh, but they did arrive in Japan. They still spent a couple of days there, but then their flights were being canceled. And basically their airline was like, dudes, you're going home. Like we're calling it. If you, unless you're just going to move here and live here now, you need to leave. So you know, there. I guess it was you know supposed to be like closer to a two week trip. Turned into three days. Oh wow, wow. And so they're yeah, so they're back home. And obviously, no Tokyo Disney um, on the list. I mean, they had other a ton of other things that they planned to do, but um, that was one part of it because they're big Disney people, and hmm, they they lost out on that, which is you know, like I said. Just really, just bad timing, you know. Um, right. But at the same time, I, I feel like Disney's just trying to be as proactive as they can because who wants to get sick from Disney, and have that be you know ground zero, right? Right. Well, and especially just with the number of people, it, it's such a you know all of these parks a lot. You know, the Asian ones I think do attract more locals, similar to how Disneyland is primary locals. But it's when it's such a large group, if something were to spread, it would be so difficult to track down. I think it's it's the best for everybody at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So on that note, anybody that's asking or curious or wants to know, what about the American parks? We don't know anything yet. Um, Paris is still up and running. Haven't heard anything there. And I would suspect that that would be the next location. I would um, think so because they've been having, I know they've, said if it's an indoor event of more than was it 5000 people mm-hmm. those ones they're asking they're to be canceled but it's it's an outdoor venue sort of 
So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next week or two with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But so Paris is still up and running. Um, nothing, you know, significantly has changed in uh, Disneyland or at Walt Disney World. And we're not going to speculate on what could happen or what that can mean. However, we definitely are a team cast member and really hope whatever happens, you guys stay safe, you stay healthy and you stay paid because this is going to be, <laughs> oh, this is going to be just devastating. Um, the rest of us, we can always come visit Disney later. At least right. that's, that's my thinking. That's my plan. That's my hope. Um, but I, I do have concerns about the cast members. I think Orlando is going to get it could be a bad, really bad thing for all of the, the industry there uh, in the town. So anywho. All right. What else we got? I can talk about a very immersive Disney experience that happened <laughs> this week. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney has decided that they just were not promoting the Jungle Cruise movie quite enough that's coming out later this year. So they... <laughs> You may have seen it on Twitter, possibly made it around to Facebook too, um, a Jungle Cruise boat sank. And it's just really unfortunate that everybody seemed to miss getting the rock rescuing everybody off of these boats. <laughs> right. They could have they could have timed that better. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. A, a Jungle Cruise boat partially sank. Uh, there are pictures of people who are in the boat with the water rising, you know, up to their ankles and people standing on like the sides of the boat trying to get out of the water. I think they moved people, they got them onto a second boat and then got them or they got them onto land and then they had another boat come and pick them up and take them back. Um, but yes, one of the Jungle Cruise boats sank. And I did want to share a couple of people. This got posted in the No Guilt Disney Facebook group, which you should absolutely join if you haven't yet. Um, but so this was put into the Facebook group. So I wanted to share some of the comments that people left because y'all are amazing. Uh, we had Jill who wrote, I've got a sinking feeling that the skipper took a wrong turn. <laughs> and Mindy had one of my favorites. It's Disney forgot to make the boat payment. And now they're dot, dot, dot underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that whole thread was awesome. Uh, definitely come join and join in because yes. uh, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. Uh, everyone was safe. Everybody was evacuated. Thankfully, there was no uh, major issues. And I was reading on Twitter. I think that it's like a Jungle Cruise skipper came on and said it's only four feet deep all yes. around. Yes, except it's for a very where the shallow. hippos are or where the elephants are. Where well, some yes. one of the bigger animals, it's deeper. Um, but uh, but but it's it's fairly shallow, so that's the good news too. Is that you know, right? Nobody was any nobody was in serious danger, um, aside from if any diseases they may have picked up from the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably you'd be more concerned about that than actually sinking. But I have yet to meet anybody that I know that wasn't disappointed they weren't on that boat like everyone is like why didn't i get on the boat that sank i'm like i know right wouldn't that have been a great experience no that makes me feel itchy <laughs> oh my gosh i guess we can add that to never have i ever right like i said no going back i said i do not like water experiences this i goes on that list <laughs> this does this does so following the jungle cruise having a day the people mover 
had a car crash into another one. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I I mean, I was like, poor second Bob. <laughs> <laughs> poor second Bob really was having a rough week. Or he could have put more money into maintenance of the oh. park situations. <laughs> <laughs> all right shots fired like on the jungle cruise <laughs> yeah gosh just, i love how i'm just is. pointing that out <laughs> uh yeah so that happened i mean seriously second bob he had like one night of happiness and then the next day things just started happening left and right um but hey that's why you get paid the big bucks, Bob. There was also some crazy situation happening at Boardwalk. Uh, had some like heavy police present. It turned out to be nothing. But in all my years of Disney stalking and knowledge and obsessing, I'd never seen anything like this before. But by all reports, it was much to do about nothing. So what a time to be alive, y'all. <laughs> what a time to be alive. But in happier news... Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party Dates were announced last week. Yes. How early into August is it starting this year? Um, it's starting about the same time next week. It does every yeah. year. <laughs> Teresa, do you have your costume ready? It's next week. <laughs> I mean, I have a Disney bound for like every day. So in theory, I can be costume ready. Like, just I'm walk over to my closet. If they want to roll back Halloween to, like, May, I'm in. Well, shoot, if they have to keep shutting down parks, they're probably thinking along those lines is how can we get more money to try to help all these parks around the world? I know. It's Halloween 365. Let's do this. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best theme ever. I absolutely believe they have considered that. I would. They would not shock me to hear that has been an idea at some point in time. <laughs> If oh, it hasn't, I'm, I'm going to write that down. And someday <laughs> when I get in front of them, I'm going to be like, listen, Halloween 365. <laughs> listen, second Bob, I got the answers to all your problems. <laughs> uh, all right. So more details. What, what, what do we have? What do we know about the Halloween parties this year? I know the tickets are on sale. Um, tickets are on sale. It starts August 13th. I believe when I counted, it was, I want to say it was 31 dates. Wow. Which is funny. And it goes through November 2nd or November 1st is the last party. So I am a huge Halloween fan. If you don't know that, you can go back to, I believe it's episode five, is me talking about Halloween, how much I love it. And the um, actual date of Halloween does sell out the fastest. So if you're interested in going that date, I would highly recommend buying your tickets way ahead of time. Like, even now, as crazy as it sounds. And the other thing is they did not announce an unlimited party pass, which is what they had last year. So kind of but didn't that show up. Didn't that show up later? It did. Last year, it only showed up on opening day. And it was a complete surprise. We'd never seen anything like it before. Right. I know that there were some complaints where people said they oversold the parties and that they hadn't factored in the attendance coming from the unlimited party ticket crowd. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know whether that means it'll be back or it won't be back. What I did think was interesting was they did the unlimited Halloween party ticket, but they did not do the same for the Christmas party last year. Eh, kind of leaves me up in the air over whether I think that will be back. I'm hoping that it will. It was honestly one of my best 
Disney purchases ever. I just loved it. Well, yeah. I mean, you live 10 seconds from Disney, so you can go to every, you can go in for half an hour and then leave. And that's it. I'm so used to doing that, that for me to be, to go to a Halloween party and uh, Patty and I went last year and that was a whole ball of fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) We did. I mean, we had to compromise, but I'm not used to, oh my gosh, I have to run around and do all the things in five short hours. And there's so much to see and do at the Halloween parties that you do need more than one night. So for me, it was absolutely the best thing. All right. All right. Cool. And for our friends on the best coast, (laughs) <laughs> holla disneyland we ain't that's leaving right. you out those are my peeps out there the magic happens parade debuted last week i did not watch it although i really wanted to but i did scroll on instagram and y'all sleeping beauty's dress turns from blue to pink and back and I'm so in love. <laughs> oh, I love that. I have to, I'm, again, as we know, I like to stay spoiler free if I can. And I was actually supposed to be in Disneyland this week when it debuted. And I'm slightly heartbroken that I didn't get to see it. Um, so I didn't see that dress. I did see a picture of the Princess and the Frog float, which looks gorgeous. And I am a huge fan. That's one of my favorite Disney animated movies and I think it needs to be in the parks way more look at me talking about characters in the parks y'all uh but that's one I think I, it's, I know not just talking about it but advocating for yes that you go there, I am I definitely think there needs to be way more princess and the frogs in the parks so them having like I said I saw it was just one still image of the float but it looks gorgeous so I think I might be back in california this summer so i'm trying to trying to hold off until then to watch the parade look at you that i'm super impressed that you can do that i i have no chill and no desire (laughs) to wait it out at all um in fact as we are speaking i am scrolling through instagram hashtag magic happens so am i uh uh-huh and uh holy cow these these are gorgeous now I've heard a little bit of controversy with the music. I loved it. I didn't, I haven't sat and watched the entire thing, but I've seen a couple little snippets and I'm digging the music, but I've heard other people say that they hated it. Teresa, obviously you don't get to weigh in because you're, well, I heard they, your maps on. No, they played but, a bit of it at D23 um, yeah, when they, they announced it because it's Todrick Hall, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I heard a little bit of it and I thought it sounded fun. So I, I like I said, it's a, it was like a 30 second clip that they played of it so it's very minimal knowledge but is it just is it too contemporary for people or like too much of a remix of the songs i'm not sure what the answer is uh just that either you love or you hate it was what i was picking up but i will also say my twitter twitter interactions this week were a lot of scrolling while i was sitting on hold with uh, Disney travel. So <laughs> I didn't get too in depth and I definitely wasn't fighting with anybody over what was going on. Uh, but I just uh, thought I'd put that out there is uh, we want to hear from you. If you have either seen the parade in person or watched it on YouTube or any of your favorite social medias, come join us in the No Guilt Disney Facebook group and also tell us your thoughts on this new parade. It's been a while since Disneyland had a parade, uh, had a new parade. So this has been something that they definitely needed. And they do love a parade out there at Disneyland, I'll tell you what. You know, we love parades here in Florida, especially night parades. 
but no one cares. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I, I knew that was coming. Do, 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 I knew that as soon as I said it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Shocker. I love the Main Street Electrical Parade. Something old from Disney. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm um, I'm over here on the East Coast, I, I, I have become team. Can we have uh, Paint the Night Disney World? Because I love that one. I don't. That is... I don't I think the it. Mack truck float would fit. Yeah, that's the issue. I th- yeah, yeah, probably not. But I do. I just, I love that parade so much. Uh, and I'm not a parade person. Like, I'm super. All right. So I apparently I hate Epcot. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't I'm, hate Epcot. I'm also team hate Epcot. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Epcot. Uh, but uh, I also, I'm, I'm not a big parade person. I, I'm also not a big fireworks person. I know everybody's like grasping their pearls and going, mm-hmm. wait, what? I would <laughs> rather be on rides while you guys are all standing around waiting to watch a parade or watch fireworks. I would rather be riding Seven Doors Mountain Train, getting off, getting back in line, riding it again and again while the fireworks are going over my head. Like, that's my version of amazing magical moments and uh so yeah they they just don't but the one exception for me has been paint the night that one i i made a point to go and watch every single time i was at disneyland when it was running it's my favorite i sat at that table on that last weekend that paint the night was running on Mm -hmm. the original go round and i sat at that table at casey's holding it for that very last parade. Everybody came by being like, are you going to get up and move? No, I'm not moving. <laughs> and I was there like three or four hours. Everybody was, every, everyone was there for the half marathon, right? So everyone was yep. all off on this ride, off on that ride. But, you know, stay Disney and don't do standby. So I wasn't participating in that. So I sat at the table and waited for fireworks and that last parade. Wasn't letting that pass me by. <laughs> I watched it with Julia. Julia, I think Julia actually tasked her husband to hold down spots for us so that we could go and do stuff. Uh, because Steve's, Steve's the best. Steve's the Steve. We love you, Steve. Um, hard eye emojis. Uh, but yeah, we we watched it together and uh, finished that out that night too. So loved it. I think the night was fine, but I like one of my you know my first disney trip the one of the things i remember is main street electrical parade so when that came back all the, all of the times that it's come back uh it just makes me really excited but i remember when they announced um for its last what's last run at uh disney world i remember when i knew it was gonna be my last time seeing it there i did the same thing i in liberty square there's these two rocking chairs that are just kind of like they're set off to the side, but I claim those real early. I'm like, I'm sitting in these rocking chairs. No one is moving me. And this is where I'm going to have my my final moment with this, which Aww. did not end up being my final moment because I got to see it at Disneyland um, during D23, which was I cried so many oh, times. Of course. I'll bet. Of course. You but um, who's not surprised? No. <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> yes. I, no, you're not going to believe this when I tell you. You and I both love the electric light parade yay which is wait which is your favorite float because i have very strong feelings about one of them um so i was actually in the main street electric light parade years ago Ooh, and but they removed the unit i was a part of which one was it the dumbo unit oh (laughs) so i love that unit just because it brings back old memories but um really any part of that parade is super fun for me it's the fancy hat turtle i'm not surprised (laughs) I just get so happy. I have like, 
I remember I when I saw it in Disneyland, I just held the I took a video, but then I just they kept hitting the photo button on my phone. So I just have this like three rows of the fancy hat turtle. I feel like the fancy hat turtle looks like a small friend of Gertie the Dino. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right. All right. So it has been just this crazy wild Disney week. We have done our best to give you all the details and all the news that you could also find on Twitter, uh, probably reported on in a more professional manner, but hey. <laughs> way more professional on Twitter. <laughs> we're, we're way more fun, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. And so we are going to wrap this one up and uh, thanks for joining us yet again for another episode and, you know, come back and see us again next week, guys. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. <laughs> <laughs>